Sorry, I'm late. I, uh, I thought my dogs out. They get a bit. Um, the little the little one gets a bit like, a bit weird about food, so we have to feed them separately. Yeah, uh, gets a bit weird. He, he's a twat. The little one is is a twat. Well, I've got a bulldog, and he doesn't get out of bed until now, and so he can um, want him food. And then the little one's like, "Well, are we going to have a fight about food?" So it's like UFC. It's like two very different fighting styles. You've got like the nippy taekwondo master or something, and then you've got just like the fat wrestler who's on his way out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 269 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. 69. <laughs> nice. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. I've stumbled around the block a thousand times, and I think it's because a part of me is a dumbstruck dumbfuck. Yeah. Can't argue with that. You can do any puns this week? <laughs> well, you know, this conversation is all about needing oh, more puns. puns. I'm needing more bricks for some reason. Yeah, I need a fucking brick. Anyway, yeah, this week's <laughs> guest is um, ba- back once again, like a renegade master. It's the beautiful Ben Barlow of Neck Deep. Oh, uh, what? Oh, fuck Neck Deep, mate. They're shit. Did you uh, hear about Is that... Uh, nah, only joking, all jokes aside, Neck Deep are one of our dearest regulars on this podcast, but for some yeah. reason, Ben has never had his own solo episode, so two I mean- things with that. I thought, that needs to get fixed ASAP Rocky, and what better way to do it than today, as we celebrate the release of their new, fifth, and self-titled studio album, Neck deep, because that's how self titled Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, this band have just evolved into global pop punk juggernauts worldwide. They've got just fun songs, catchy grooves with hidden messages. It's just all a good time, and that's what we're all about. Yes, we get uh, a fantastic chat in with Ben regarding everything from the new record to old records to his brother producing we talk ufos and aliens which is my favorite topic at the moment <laughs> how distro deals work 
why they didn't enjoy recording in LA so much. And yeah, mad. We did neck deep one, neck deep. We did neck deep two, neck deeper. So is this technically neck deep three, neck deepest? I could go with it. Neck. All right. No, well, when we do the next one, we call it neck depth. <laughs> <laughs> neck depth. See that bad neck depth? You know, one of the Welsh pop punkers. <laughs> but yes, we had a fucking great time with Ben, as always. I fucking love, I just love seeing him and speaking to him, to be honest. It doesn't matter if it's on this podcast or not. Just a fact, right? They're a band from Wales who has managed to sell pop punk to the place where pop punk comes from. Unbelievable. And like, that's mad. You know what? They're big, they're massive in America. I love it. I just, it's fucking brilliant. Well done. Well done, Nekti. <laughs> Literally, they are the kings. They are the kings right now. And yeah, we're just going to rant about everything from Blink-182 to record labels right. to weddings yeah. to their own conspiracy theories against them in the industry. Ooh. Oh. And we try and pressure him to maybe do something with WWE and Wrexham FC. But, you know, we'll talk about that a little later on. Before we get into it, just a reminder, as always, if you like our rambles, if you like these conversations, and you want it to keep happening, you want to support the boys, then go and support us via patreon.com forward slash sapnin. There's a whole beautiful community over there who are going to gigs on the regular together, meeting up, going to festivals, just having a great laugh. And you can do that too by signing up, patreon.com forward slash sapnin. Show us that you're listening to this episode uh, on social media at Sapnin Pod on Instagram and the app formerly known as Twitter. But yeah, without any further ado, let's have a laugh. This is our good friend Ben Barlow of The Neck Deeps on episode 269 of Sapnin Podcast. Yes. Sapnin! Sapnin! Oh, you should clean your room. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Sapnin! 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 Yes! Yay! Back for round four? Is it actually? Holy shit, I was joking. Well, you've been on loads of times with the other guys from the band. Yeah. As f- proper episodes. You've come on at festivals. You did the mm. Blink episode with us. Mm. It's got to be like, got to yeah. be at least six. Wow. Yeah, I'm a veteran now. <laughs> you are the number one <laughs> guest. Got it. We've never, actually. Yeah, we've never had anybody on as much as you. <laughs> That's sick. Honestly, I've always kind of wanted to be the, the number one guest on a podcast because I like, obviously listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm always looking for them episodes. I'm like, ah, they're back. Nice, nice. Yes. <laughs> okay. Nice. I'll take it. Take it. Well, yeah, apologies for not being Joe Rogan's podcast, because that would have been much better, wouldn't it, if you were the most uh, visited guest on Joe Rogan's podcast, because he's got a slightly bigger audience than us, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, allegedly. I so. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not Jordan Peterson, so... Ah, that yeah. is true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't lean slightly to the right and say idiotic things for cash. Yeah. Well, the thing is about... about, about it's just so sad that, that men have to do it's, it's sad that you sound like fucking Kermit the Frog, but shut yeah. up. <laughs> oh, Miss, Miss Piggy left me, and now I don't even clean my own bedroom. Oh, fuck off, Jordan, you prick. <laughs> fucking make your bed and fucking be done with it. Shut up. Oh, don't even start. Oh. Eat some ste- eat some fucking steak or something. I don't know. Do, do, do whatever mad shit it is that makes you feel like a man for ten minutes, yeah. Jordan. Okay. Remember when he whatever he only had steak for months and then he got fucking severely yeah. ill and he was like, oh, it's not it's not just because I've been eating meat. No, no, it's exactly because you've just been eating meat. You daft Canadian prick. No uh, offense to any Canadians, but I couldn't think of another insult uh, to get to him. But um, yeah, what a mad bastard! Like. I saw him posting, right, once. I, we are going to get into talking about Neck Deep. People listening, stick with us. We're just having a quick rant. We'll have a quick rant and we'll get into everything Neck Deep, right? I saw him post, right, a picture of a plus-size girl, right? And he said, this isn't attractive, right? So I Googled Jordan Peterson's missus, right? Why is it always fellas, right? Slagging the people off, right, for weights, looks, gender, or any of that stuff, right? Why are they all married to women who look like chaps? <laughs> His missus, right, got the sternest man face I've ever seen in my life. And then he's t- he, can, he can talk about beauty to people. Oh, he drives me fucking... He says the wrong things for money to a deadline. When are people going to fucking wake up and realise it? <laughs> I know, he's a grifting man. And as well, uh, it, I mean, he's a psychologist. Maybe that's why he's crying all the time. So he won't admit, he, he knows... He knows that he's really directing all of his uh, shit advice at himself, basically. So uh, it's mad. Yeah. yeah, very funny. Very, very, yeah, very funny. But anyway, enough, <laughs> of, uh, enough of giant Canadian man babies. Uh, yeah, this is a, a, a bit of a, a weird start. I don't think we've had anything to it. You know, yeah, I, it's my fault for bringing him up. He's too easy to rinse. Yeah, you've yeah, be, you been on enough times it? now that you can you have that kind of key just to bring up anything you want. It's fine. It's fine. But. Cool. How are you doing behind the scenes, Ben? I mean, it's a very busy time. I mean, gearing up for this new album next week, getting everything in place, going to the States, some tour. How's just things at home at the moment? What's day-to-day looking like for you right now? Really good, actually, man. Like, really, uh, really positive times for the band, generally. Just like, 
uh obviously the album in the bag which is always just a relief whether it's good or if it's shit it just means that you can like oh it's done it at least but <laughs> thankfully from from what we're hearing people people seem to like it so we're still oh thank god yeah i know i know it's one of them um but yeah it's it's all going it's all going good we're, we're in a good place as a, as a band like you know generally the harmony is is it's harmonious and we're all on the same page with stuff and um yeah just getting stuff done and it's just now you know we're getting to the period where obviously albums out in like a week so talking about it a lot and it's getting me excited because from you know obviously when you do a record and you sit on it for a minute you don't forget about it but you you kind of tight-lipped about everything so it's good to finally be able to to talk about it well how long have you been sitting on it (laughs) honestly some of the songs on there for ages man yeah some of them for like a couple of years at least wow. uh, i mean we're, we're always dipping into old ideas you know seb's got a vault of every demo we've ever done so you know we're always flicking through that but um yeah some of them came together a couple of years ago some of them came together in the studio it's just kind of how it how it goes really um you know some some songs we wrote in a day some songs took ages um and the i mean album got pushed back a bit anyway just because we switched up what we would say switched up we we obliterated the uh the schedule and decided to start again <laughs> halfway through but oh there you go. nice yeah. well um yeah. yeah well yeah what caused that what was the thing did you were you just all not happy with how it was or yeah well we went out to went out to la and it was just like pretty immediately we're just like this is this is not mm. the vibe like you know, both with what we were getting done in the studio and with just like being out in LA, like we were like right out in the sticks. It wasn't even like, you know, we were there with all the influences and that was, uh, and, and you know, they were, that, you know, there was stuff happening. There was nothing happening where we were. It was just like, it, there was a coffee shop around the corner, but we were, we were up in Calabasas. So it's like a lot of wealthy oh, people, yeah. who, you know, are all, all, you know, they can all drive their Teslas out to where they need to go. But <laughs> five English lads who are used to walking everywhere and getting public transport, we were like, this is shit. There's nothing to do. And yeah, it was just, it, just the vibe wasn't right. Like in the studio, like it was just, things weren't sounding the way that we wanted them to sound, uh, both like, you know, tonally with things, but then also just like, you know, it's not always when you work with, a, I mean, when you work with a producer, you have got a, consider their input like that's just kind of part of that and and obviously if it's someone that you uh that you click with sharing that input isn't such a such a task but i think we realized pretty soon and like ah, there's just things happening here that just aren't neck deep or aren't what we want from this record you know like we simplified a lot of what we were doing wrote a straight up pop punk record but um we didn't want it to be like cheesy or played out or like too too to just like cookie cutter really. And uh, we felt like it was maybe on a bit of a production line of just like that little trick mm. does that, that little trick does that. Now we have a song and we were kind of like, yeah, but it's a song that sounds, doesn't have any personality. It doesn't sound like anything. It sounds like just everything else. So yeah. So it was rough. So, you know, it was, took. So I think it was me and Seb, I think that pulled the trigger initially of just like, this is not going as well as we thought. And, um yeah but luckily again everyone on the same page and we can all be honest with each other about how we feel i think that's class yeah yeah bit, that's awesome bit, bit rough 
bit rough. I think it was, you know, highly strung for a little bit. But as soon as we got back in our studio, it was like, cool, <laughs> we can make the record we want to make now. Yeah. Well, I think that shows two different things with you. I think it shows growth because there's not a lot of bands that would be in that situation that feel like they could say that and say to a producer and be like, look, we don't think this is working. Let's just part ways. I think a lot of people would be pressured with that. But also having Seb in the band who is a certified producer himself. Yeah. yeah they, when stuff like that does go wrong, I mean, it is easy to just be like, well, you do it. Then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, that was kind of, cause again, again, we, we had, very little time to like try and figure out any sort of other producer or anyone else that we wanted to work with. And we weren't even sure if that's what we wanted to do. And it was just like, well, you know, we can do this ourselves. Like we have a studio space. All right. It needs some, needs a bit of TLC, but we have a studio space. We have Seb. we've written four albums before this. Like we know what we're doing. And I think it was part of that as well. Like, you know, partly like confidence in our own abilities. It was like, no one knows the band better than we do. And nobody knows what we want to get out of this better than we do. And if we're having to go through the ringer of having to explain what we want it to sound like, and it's not clicking, it's just like, well, we can, we can just do this ourselves. And it turned out like, you know, at first we thought it was this huge setback and it was like, Oh damn, you know, this, this sucks. But it turned out to be, that, that's what the record turned out to be. You know, that's probably what the record always could or should have been really. Um, and it did give us a bit of a, a hook for what we were doing really. And, yeah, that, that led to the self-titled everything as well. So. Yeah, nice. Did you take any bits that you used in LA and used them on the record, or was it just a complete scrap and restart? Yeah, I mean, the songs were were they're all the same songs, but there's just like bits taken out, or maybe we changed certain bits. And again, a lot of it was like tonal stuff. A lot of it was just like this isn't sound, this isn't hitting the way we want it to hit. Like these guitar tones aren't quite right, or. And like I said, just, yeah, it, it's a lot of transition stuff, a lot of transitions out of verses into, into choruses and, and into bridges and stuff. Like I find those are the parts where sometimes songs can get a bit like a, a bit formulaic, you know, drum fiddle, stop chorus. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like, yeah, those transitions literally make or break a song. Can do. Yeah. Yeah, they need to fucking flow beautifully. Otherwise, it, you know, it can either be clunky or just, oh, I've heard this a million times or whatever. So, yeah, no, exactly. I completely understand. I bet Seb yeah. was fucking, I bet Seb was uh, <laughs> ch- chuffed when you when you got back and he was like, oh, oh there you go, boys. I'll do it yeah. then. And then he yeah. was like, oh, nice. Glad we went to LA, boys. I've been here the whole time. Yeah. Well, he's he's opened himself up for uh, for a whole load of work in the future. I'd say that, and I, and I think he was stoked at first, but by the end, he was like, "Oh yeah, this is why I don't record bands anymore because I'm just staring at MIDI constantly, and I'm moving things a millimeter for hours and hours and hours." So, uh, yeah, but Fed, he, he he smashed it. Seb was Seb was working on it, you know, longer than any of us because he had to do all the all the stuff that comes after. But um, yeah. And I think in the studio, I could, like when we were in LA, I could tell Seb was. Yeah. I, I can I can read Seb pretty well, and I know if he's if he's jumping out of the room every ten minutes to go for a vape or to just fucking pace around, I'm like he is he is not down with this. Hold on, my dog's whinging. Give me a sec. So yeah, I could I could tell that sort of wasn't right, and got in the studio, and yeah, just just straight back into it. it was like old times, like sitting in his room and just just hovering over his shoulder and, and yeah, I mean, I mean, Seb are very, I think 
that's really added to like to the writing processes because me and Seb have got like a pretty telepathic thing when it comes to music. We both love the same the same things, even down to like the way that words are sung or like just the feel of a lead or a guitar part or something like that. You know, we can flip through ideas and sounds and this and that for hours and no go no 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 and we'll both perk up at the same time and be like that's that's the one so yeah you know that's the ultimate relationship with the producer is having that telepathic telepathic thing and i don't know don't know why we ever thought we should do it any differently really but (laughs) it's just one excuse to go to la not that you need one but like maybe it was just maybe you just wanted to go out there yeah, to an extent, I think labels just love sending bands out to LA. I don't yeah. know what the deal is. Yeah, it's and, and it seems LA is like kind of post-pandemic, I think especially. I mean, even before that, it was like didn't quite have the same um, like draw. I know a lot of people, um, a lot of people up and left LA at, at, at a point, you know. Um, and you can definitely feel that. It definitely feels like a different place now. It's the homeless situation is like, crazy crazy it, it's, wow. it sucks to see that you know obviously just the sheer scale of it and how badly people mm-hmm. are suffering but it's it's sketchy as well man like america is like a bit of a wild west right now in terms of you just don't know what the hell people are going to pull or do you know I've, I've i've met uh i've met like homeless people out there before who have like really connected with and and like helped out, you know, tried to help out and just tried to treat like a human. But then I've had experience with homeless people out there where I'm like, I need to get the fuck away from you or you are going to smash that hammer into my skull. Like, yeah, it was pretty, pretty gnarly. But um, yeah, it, it sucks going out to LA and, and, and seeing this, you know, this place that was once like pretty popping, kind of the, the center of, of a lot of different subcultures uh, to now where it just just feels very disparate and kind of not not so well connected but yeah i do think labels just love sending bands out to la and going that's it you you're gonna make a great record it's like no not not necessarily you know yeah well while we're talking a bit of inside baseball and and behind the scenes stuff um i did want to talk about this kind of weird period you had before this record where you were kind of not on a label and independent because I've noticed on a lot of stuff that you've put TV records on the notes, which is a wonderful full circle little meme moment with all the fuck neck deep mate, their shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben's dad owns a record label. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like out of the context for that, what was that period like being off a label and then re signing with Hopeless? Was it? a weird point in the band like how did that materialize um yeah it was a bit of a, a, a weird point it was um it was the first time we've been without a label for a long time and um we were exploring loads of different options like hey do we do we stay independent because that's a great option obviously it allows you a lot of freedom uh you have total control but also the workload increases tenfold you know so there was that consideration to make. And then, you know, um, I think when we were mulling stuff over and we were looking through deals and stuff, it's one of them where you kind of realize that like, it's no slight to our label, but actually, and kind of, you know, props to them because we ended up re-signing with Hopeless because after kind of shopping around a little bit, it was one of them where we were like, a lot of these labels are kind of 
the same. They're all they're all trying to grift you in some kind of way, uh, or, or most of them anyway. You know, you get the whole ringer, you get you get smoke blown up your ass, and then it's like ah, but we'll buy you for pennies, and you'll get nothing. We receive everything you receive, nothing. And it was just this weird thing of like we've been with Hopeless for ten years. They've never really done us wrong. We've had some great success with them. Um, we're an important band on their roster. We have a great relationship with people there. And so it kind of just made sense because ultimately, like, we're dumbasses. We couldn't run a label. We'd love, <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love to say I'm productive enough, but we're not. But, you know, the TV Records thing is like uh, we license our music out through TV Records. So yeah. there's still, you know, there's more ownership and control there uh, that we have now, which is great. Uh, and again, you know, struck a real happy medium with Hopeless and it's like really mutual, mutually beneficial, which is cool because I think maybe labels these days maybe have to switch up how they do their business a little bit. I think I would like to think the days of 360 deals and all that sort of stuff are like slowly dying out and slowly fading away. But um, yeah, we we struck a good deal with Hopeless and it's kind of like better the devil you know in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like grass is always greener you always think that it's going to be so much different on a different label and half the time it's just about having people that understand you and get you and understand the the sort of uh the journey of the band is like such a key thing so yeah ended up going back and honestly yeah very happy it's one of those things i think maybe late maybe people pay a lot of attention to labels and like what label bands are on and i get it to an extent you know labels kind of come with a certain identity you know i think back to it's like drive-through days and like even even like geffen at one point had like this huge roster of like really all the bands i love tend to be on like either mcm or uh is it mcm or uh, or geffen at some point and so like yeah you know that, that that can be important but not so much these days we're just stoked that we're working with people who know us we know them good relationship why start again and yeah i would love to be independent but it's a lot of work. A lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it is. Can yeah. you um yeah, can you explain to our listeners the the difference between uh, a record deal and the distribution deal that you've kind of got with Opus? I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough because uh, you know I'm I'm not fully clued on, on on the exact specifications of what quantifies a, a distribution deal or a licensing deal or whatever. But like as in simple terms, I guess, when you sign just like a straight up record deal, the label, I guess, owns that record in perpetuity and they kind of have that forever. That's what they're paying you for. Um, and then when you're doing like a licensing deal or, or like, a, like a distro deal or something, well, a distro deal, I think, is like, okay, well, the label will just distribute it. They'll put it out into all the right places you'll have. Yeah, they'll, they'll basically make the physicals and ship and distribute and put it out and, and get it made and, and put it out into the world. Whereas I think the license deal is like, it's like a, like having a phone contract almost like, you know, at the end <laughs> of it, at the end of the term, you own the phone. And that's, uh, I think kind of where we're at, you know, uh, uh, oh, here we go. The fucking little dog is doing <laughs> my head in. He wants to come and sit on my knee. So. It's all good. Get him involved. It's fine. We've had a we've had a few animals pop on in episodes before, so why not? Hey, eh? you know, share the love. Yeah, this is his uh, his thing. If we're sat at the <laughs> sat at the table fairly early, or like just you know in the mornings, he's wants to sit on sit on your knee and yeah, probably trying 
drink my coffee, but there you go. <laughs> no, but I, I appreciate you sharing the insights into all that because I think like music's one of those weird forms of entertainment where you don't see like contracts like reported on. Like, you know, we're like, I know you're a massive sports fan. We know everything about a footballer's contract, about like how long they signed, how much money they're on, what's the like all random shit but with music you kind of don't it's all like blurred and it's kept really yeah, yeah. much a secret so i do appreciate you um you sharing that yeah a, a little it's bit. cool i think honesty is the best policy of that sort of stuff i think like what why why be shy about it like it you know I, this is part and parcel of it like i'm not, I'm not shy about it anyway it you know, maybe maybe someone somewhere will be annoyed about it but whatever <laughs> you know it's our uh it's honestly the best policy i feel like why be shy Nice. So, did you technically fund the album yourselves and then um, go to Hopeless? Uh, no, they, they they funded the record, but it's just oh, okay. it's, they they funded the record. Um, yeah, to be fair, we probably wasted a lot of their money to <laughs> switching up halfway through. <laughs> but again, you know, they were cool about it when when we went and did that and and decided that we were going to switch up. They were they were cool. They were supportive. They were just down to get the the best record they could and that's that's testament to them because a lot of labels would just put their foot down and say like no you're doing you you're doing what we we've, we've agreed and they they allowed us a lot of freedom with that but um yeah i think eventually the um the record will will own the record again and that'll be ours after a certain amount of time and uh we receive all the all the royalties from it for them. Ooh, so, ooh, yeah, it's good. good. We, 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 Real yeah, good yeah. <laughs> yeah, and fair dues, fair dues to them as well. Like I said, we, it is it is a good deal. We're we're one of a few bands in that aren't in like you know maybe have have, have earned have earned a good deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, bastards. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm uh, just about. I'm just about to start <laughs> legally fighting um, the Blackguards' first record label for um, <laughs> thousands and thousands of pounds of the OS. So that's fun. Get it. Go get it, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking sure. gonna try. Yeah, I'm gonna man, try I'm one sure. way or the other. <laughs> oh. But yeah, but it, bastard. But on the other side, it must be nice to also have TV records and everything, and just kind of win in that whole meme. Yeah debacle yeah. that's been for years because i'm sure as much as funny and as much as you've embraced it and like sold merch and stuff i'm sure there's still one or two people who believe that as an actual statement rather than a shit dead shit dead yeah well i see it i see it quite a bit like people will leave that comment as like a joke like just the fuck get deep mate their shit and then you'll get someone who's maybe only just started listening to the band it's like what there's no need to be rude to them <laughs> on the internet it's like Offended on your behalf. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leave yeah. my Ben alone. He's all right. He's our Ben. I can defend myself. It's all good. Yeah, and and, and as you know, new new fan, they're just new. You know, they'll they'll get it eventually. We're we're a self deprecating bunch, and I, we, you know, don't take ourselves too seriously. And so, yeah, it's quite funny reading, watching people argue on the in the comments here and there, but. How um how much did you actually campaign for this album to be called Asses to the Masters? Mate, big time. <laughs> I was so down for that. That was my favorite title. That was 100% my favorite title. I was like, Asses to the Masters would be just, yeah, it's, it's, it's very blink. It's very just like tongue in cheek. Mm. It's like not related to the uh, album check. necessarily. It's just this snotty little statement. 
But yeah, the rest of the band went down. They're like, oh, too, no. too much. Oh, However, dude. I will campaign for the next one to be called Assets to the Matters Volume 2. I, think <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you've got to do two. That'd yeah, be yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, technically, yeah, the last one was the first one, but the boys weren't having it. So, uh... yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a few other album titles floating around as well, but. You know, it was one of them. It couldn't, it's hard naming an album because it's like, how do you encapsulate, uh, uh, you know, 10, 12, however many songs in like one short, snappy statement? And yeah, it was tough. It was tough. So the, the self titled was the one. I mean, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a bit of an easy option, but also the fact that, like, yeah, you know, we did this ourselves. So if there's ever a time to do a self titled, like, fuck it, now's the time. Like, nice. You uh, you brought up they would have been a very blink name there. I mean, mm. obviously, we all know how much that band means to you. You've been on this podcast before with Derek Estate Champs and Steph of Greywind talking about that in particular. But obviously, since then, Tom has actually come back. You know, they've put that new album out uh, one more time. That has gone down a huge success. How was your reaction to all of that? I'm just very intrigued to see, like, with something that big there could be a lot of pressure on it and they can maybe not live up to the hype you know especially when you see like movies and stuff being remade and, and all that kind of things but yeah how did you feel about um this new blink album and, and finally seeing the three of them back together yeah well yeah Tom back in the band it is it, i think the whole the whole music scene was like a little bit more complete you know it was like it, it, it it's a sad thing you know because they've obviously had a couple of periods where tom's not been in the band and it through both of those, it's kind of felt like there's a little, a little hole, you know, there's something that's not quite right. So that, that, you know, especially me, who's been a fan since I was, you know, a, since a little, little kid, like it does, it's, it, it fills a, fills a little space in my heart, but uh, I thought the album was great. I thought, you know, I think terrified was my favorite track off there, which I think was the old boxcar song, which makes a lot of sense, but yeah, it was cool. It was cool to have Tom's like naughty, like his voice sounds back to like, uh, like self-titled kind of era Tom and yeah just having like that snotty kind of attitude there I think maybe previous records have missed that a little bit um, and so yeah having Tom back was awesome and I think as well just for what that did for like pop punk as a genre it kind of shone a light on the genre for a minute and has probably set you know bands like us up for, for a, a good year and has put a few extra eyes on us you know just in terms of the profile of pop punk kind of being raised a little bit and uh yeah now now you can be a pop punk drummer and marry an a-list celebrity it's cool to be, <laughs> yeah. a, to be a, yeah, a, mad, a in a it? pop punk band again yeah yeah yeah. So, um, yeah i think it would have done loads for our world for sure just in general and just to have blink back it's like having those kind of the 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 godfathers of it being there for you and then uh you know flying the flag i actually got a chance to speak to mark recently and oh, wow. uh one of the coolest things about this whole process about this record um like kind of cycle was like i think we put out bricks and then mark messaged me and was like i love this song i've listened to it like all day he said it's his anthem of the year already i was like nice genuinely <laughs> was like shaking like oh my god because i don't yeah i don't really get like a whole bunch of like important people reaching out to me other than you guys, of course, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mark Hoppers is kind of like 
uh, another level. And so yeah. that was uh, that was really cool. That like, was like, yeah, but, but come on, like 14-year-old you, like I know you've told him a bunch and he's on a song and everything like that. But when stuff like that happens... 14-year-old you must just be like, <laughs> what the fuck is this about? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, he just came up and popped up out of nowhere. And that's the thing. Like, usually, you know, when we've toured together, it's been like, okay, cool, we're, we're, we're touring. And, you know, this is the thing. But for him to be, like, just genuinely super stoked on something, it was like, a, yeah. And, and it did. It did bring back, like, kid me would have been like, would have never, ever, ever believed you. I remember once hearing a rumor, or Seb told me he allegedly had Mark Hoppus's, um like MSN or like his whatever, like had his thing. <laughs> and uh, we were like, oh my God, can you imagine? And, and we added him. And uh, I think he did used to, he used to pop up every now and again, but like we were desperate to try and like talk to Mark Hoppers or whatever. And uh, here we are now, you know, probably 20 years later or something. Like, and he's just you know. fucking texting you out <laughs> to the blue. Yeah, I know, man. It's crazy. Crazy. If that happened to me, right, every time that happened to me, I'd have to go, everybody, shut up! Mark Opus has just texted me. I have to read it out loud. <laughs> yeah, I put it ben. in my group chat immediately. <laughs> it was literally like, my heart is fucking pumping. What do, what do I say? What do I do? And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, That's yeah, amazing. It's I fucking love Urini's story. I love Urini's stories of people in bands being appreciated by their heroes because it's fucking brilliant. And people say never meet your heroes because they're dicks, you know, because they'll probably end up fucking ruining a few. And that's never been the case for me, to be honest. Like, everybody I've met who I've loved has been absolutely top-notch. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Yeah, I met, met him first time when I was about 19, so I was, like, even more bushy-tailed, starry-eyed. Yeah, he was literally the nicest dude, so. But that's the thing. Like, he doesn't need to be. Like he does, yeah. like he could just be, he could be a cunt to everybody and everybody like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. He's Mark Opus from Blink-22. He's allowed to be a cunt. Yeah. Uh, but he, but he isn't. He's genuinely a top chap. So, um, yeah. yeah. What a lovely fella. Mm. What a lovely chap. Is, is it true that you almost had Tom on a song on the last record or is that just internet blowing things up? Um, I don't know if any actual feelers were put out. I think maybe, I think there was some contact at some point maybe um i don't know if we i think there was some contact at some point and it was something like he would be down to do it but couldn't do it in the time frame that we like needed him to do it or something like that um and also to be honest there was part of me that just wanted that bit for myself because i got to kind of cosplay as tom for a minute but it was on I Revolve, and it was there like, caught in your sunbeam, I only spent It's just super tumble on bit. Like, um, so, yeah, I would have would have loved it. It would have been awesome, but I was also like, mm, I'm, I'm too proud of that bit to, to let it go. But it would have been awesome. But I, I, I'm not sure. It, I don't think it went very far at all. I don't think it went very much further than like a couple of emails, but. He's too busy uh, looking at his telescope, isn't he? That's, that's <laughs> what's going on at the moment. Yeah, working with the government, trying to find them chandelier. They see the chandelier Whoa, one the other day. It was weird. Yeah. And the, the jellyfish, jellyfish one. The jellyfish one. <laughs> what weird. is that? It looks like a fucking plastic bag upside down that's really long, but it's not. <laughs> obviously not. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, this is the year. This is the year that we get told or we all see something that we um, can't explain. I hope so. I hope so. It was meant to be last year, but yeah, just drip, drip fed, isn't it? Yeah, and apparently 2027 is the big year something's going to happen. 
they've been touted in for a while. Like that Lou mm-hmm. Aliz- Al- Elizondo who works with Tom at To The Stars, oh, yeah, or yeah. used to work. Um, he was saying 20, 27, something big's happening. So, um, yeah. I heard 2029. I heard 2029, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, yeah. That's my, my, my information is, is 2029, but I'll take it two years earlier. That'll do. Yeah. Well, I do. Well, it depends what it is, isn't it? If it's, um, crushing death to it. Well, no, do you know what? I will take it earlier. If it is crushing <laughs> death to everybody on earth, bring it yeah, on. Yeah. If Come it on. was just straight up Death Star, it would done. Like, yeah, I'd say, I'd, I'd maybe take that at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hopefully not. Uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they're like Yoda type, like little, well, from what we have seen or heard, most of them tend to be fucking tiny anyway, but I'm hoping they're like, little benevolent guys but again other accounts i've read not not so uh, other accounts i've read say they stink of piss and they will attack you immediately so uh, yeah a very ammonia smell i've heard yeah um yeah 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 so um yeah it's either (laughs) yeah they're either tiny or they're um eight foot tall is what a couple of descriptions No, Um, no in between yeah yeah um but yeah and they seem to be very interested in nuclear um yes. sites as well so wars obviously right yeah they don't want us to either destroy ourselves or destroy the planet that they are also mining stuff from i'd imagine look at us we have gone fucking <laughs> wild about this is going very straight, deep i like it straight into the deep ufo conspiracies yeah well not even a conspiracy at this point but yeah that was what i've heard too uh nuclear stuff and war zones which which might be good signs it might be cool that might be them saying like stop killing each other you idiots which would be nice but yeah, yeah. And that's the thing and yeah that's that's kind of how i feel is that i i think they're the year to protect us from destroying each other also i think they probably created us as well um at the same point i think they probably took a monkey and went right that but fucking let's get a fucking a bit more intelligent yeah like i like ivan drago like that kind of vibe but instead they there was something that went wrong and we all started fucking there was some little gene splice went wrong and we all just turned into horny little fucking <laughs> like barbarians basically they were like no these guys were meant to be like higher beings but instead we just made a scourge on the earth basically but there you go I could go so deep into this, but I will not. <laughs> um, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, at least, at least we know what the concept of the next record is going to be like now. So there we are. Well, it, just do a whole. Uh, if you yes. do an album, just all alien conspiracy lyrics. I wonder if they'll like reach out. Yeah, someone asked me the other day, like, what do you think aliens would think of "Take Me With You" if they heard it? I was like, they would either think they would either obliterate me immediately, or. Yeah, maybe they'd be down, but but I don't know. I don't think they've got the capacity to like enjoy music. From what I've heard, it just seems like they're more a uh, bit more pragmatic with their approach. Very much the uh, the, the the materials they can harvest. I think probably less than the less than the musical material that we're providing. They're going to go. I don't give a fuck about neck deep, mate. I'm here for the diamonds. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But, but going back to what you said there about um, you know, just this like resurgence of Blink and there's so much love for nostalgia and bands we've all known and loved doing new things lately. And I found that interesting what you said there, like it's helped you guys out and bands in the scene for like another year just off the hype of this. Like when a band like Blink or Green Day or even like more emo stuff like My Chem or Paramore or anything 
are, are doing big shows getting her back how much more excitement do you see within the whole scene because it must trickle down and help every band on different scales like have you have you seen a lot of that yeah yeah um I do think alternative music as a whole is getting a, a bit of a bump at the minute. I'm starting to hear it creep into like pop music a bit more. And, you know, uh, there, I, there are very few pop artists or pop music that I'm, I'm super stoked on. You know, loads of it sounds the same, but every now and again, people come along. And I actually think Olivia Rodrigo is probably doing a lot yeah. for, for our world as well. Like, I actually think her songs are sick. I think her lyrics are great. I think she's like, yeah, she's bang on. And, and, and for once, I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm... I'm kind of stoked to see pop punk and alternative music getting, uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of filtering into the mainstream a little bit because it's being done well. So I think, yeah, with Blink coming back, Green Day releasing a new album, same day as us, to be fair. So, yeah. Uh, which, oh, boo. Uh, boo. Uh, mate, we, we've, we've had to let the competition... Like, that's something as well in the past, man, has been a bit of a... I don't know a bit of a thorn in the side i think occasionally is like shooting for a number one you gotta get a number one gotta get a high chart position and it's just like every time something pops up for us so last time it was like taylor swift released an album <laughs> oh, for no reason <laughs> thanks um Ugh, and then selfish. Kanye maybe at some point yeah exactly and then um Fuck it now. <laughs> now it's green day so we're at the point where we're just like well don't worry about the chart position or whatever but yeah i think we've all of the, you know, a couple of, a couple of legendary bands coming back and making a comeback. And then it kind of just the sound and feel of alternative music kind of coming back into things. It's a good time. And, you know, I would expect to see a lot of bands, um, leveling up or, you know, a lot of new bands coming through and doing good things. And, uh, if we're, we can be a part of that, then fuck yeah. It feels like we're kind of a part of it at the minute, which is, which is cool. Like I said, things that the band just feel good at the minute. It just feels like a good time. And, you know, maybe the, the record was well timed. I think we would have made it regardless of like we would have made this record anyway, regardless of, of how current music trends were going, but it seems like we just right place, right time uh, with this one. Nice. Well, my conspiracy, my conspiracy theorist brain, um, uh, because it's fully in gear now, we've been talking about UFOs. It sounds like somebody in major music wants to uh, stop neck deep, getting um, absolutely <laughs> massive by putting out massive people's records the same day. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. The fucking me, Illuminati. Uh, you need to start rocking <laughs> the triangle more on stage. I, that's right. Let's go. Hanging out with Jay Z. Yeah, I know, man. It's uh, yeah, could, could well be. They've they've heard "Take Me With You" and they're like, "This guy knows too much. Shut him up." Kanye West was like, "I'm not having this shit. Put a record out now. <laughs> I can't be having this. I don't know anything about this." Oh, I wonder if K Kanye. So was Kanye the last album you said? I think so. I think it was. Oh no, no, no! I'll tell you what, actually, this this might be a, a fucking source of embarrassment. So it was, it was, it was Taylor Swift and fucking wrote and fucking Ronan Keating. Oh, and it was something like Ro Ronan Keating had some like fucking deal with like Sainsbury's to like push the shit out of his record <laughs> and so it was like we got beat out by fucking we got beat to the punch through middle class fucking mums just like fucking uh, buying the Ronan Keaton album so yeah kind of embarrassing really yeah I thought you were going to say Ronan Keaton did a deal with Satan I was like well, that makes sense yeah that makes sense but the thing is Ronan Keaton and Taylor Swift finally how long have we been asking <laughs> 
for Taylor Swift and Ronan Keating albums and then two come at once. What they need to do is just duet and then that's the end of the world then. That's that's probably the sign yeah, of the apocalypse. A Taylor Swift cover of You Say It Best might actually be oh, when you say nothing at all. That's actually a bang of That's a great song. That would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nah, it's one of them. I think I think it, that should I think just clouds your judgment on records as well sometimes. It's like, you know, if it doesn't get top whatever, you're like, oh. I was just checking because I was wondering if Kanye was like putting his album down to shoot you down because you were friends with Blink One Eight Two. And obviously, ah. Travis nicked nicked his misses. Um, I wouldn't surprise. Uh, no, 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 nicked his misses, but is involved with the misses. Yeah, is part sister. of the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Travis is influencing the family now in ways that he doesn't like. Uh, yeah, no, I think there was one record where Kanye put out put out a record, and yeah, maybe selfish, he's by uh, yeah, just very selfish. It's like, mate, come on. When I look around, like, yeah, just have a who's putting records out that week, Kanye? Have a look into it, Kenny. Come on, man! <laughs> Fuck's sake! Who's who's, who's, uh, who's momentum? Can I stump this week? Yeah. <laughs> oh, these five idiots from Wales! Yeah, fuck it. There it is. You target. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like you are in this kind of sweet spot at the moment with kind of the excitement for new stuff and also nostalgia because you've just come off this kind of really intimate tour celebrating the ten or eleven years of Ring in July and. That must have just been a really cool experience to go back to venues all around the UK and the States and everywhere that you were playing back in the day, very low capacity and just kind of reconnecting with younger self and, and especially mm-hmm. his lyrics. Yeah, and it was definitely a nice reminder. I think kind of, kind of came around at just the right time, really, I think as well, because like as soon as we got in practicing and started playing some of those old songs, it was like, oh yeah, just, it, it was nice and nostalgic. And then when we started playing the shows, it was like, ah, this is actually a, a huge part of our band that we've maybe forgotten about a little bit, or at least kind of, you know, uh, moved on from a little bit. And, and it was a nice reminder of like, we need to keep, keep that element of the band and keep that energy. Like, you know, we'd gotten so used to the sort of, um, the, the 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 sort of bigger shows where it's like more production, a bit more of a show, but like those little shows, you know, it sounds a little cliche at times, but those little shows are like a different beast. It's much more about that connection with your fans. And then when you're playing old songs to people and, you know, you're seeing fans that you've known for the entirety of the band and it does, it's a nice little callback. Although I would, I will say towards the end, got a, a little bit sick of it, a little bit <laughs> <laughs> like, because there was definitely some lyrics and stuff in there and like just songs where I think all of us were like, what the, f- what? like lyrics. I was like, I'm not singing that. That's cringy as fucking just like, I don't know. Just like, why has this song got four verses? Why is it a verse, then a verse, then a chorus, then a verse, then a verse? Like, it's just dumb. Like, um, so yeah, it was nice to kind of look back and, you know, feel as though we've, while those songs are something special about them and it, it's a, it's a, specific kind of time and energy that's bottled up into this um into those eps um we've definitely come a long way since then i think we're better songwriters and you know better musicians for it so yeah it was cool but towards the end it was like fucking hell (laughs) and as well because we did a few of them as like last minute little things like you know if we were on our way from a festival to another fair we had a couple of days off or something we would do one of them and 
also people complained that there wasn't enough of them. So we tried to add more, but then by the end of it, it was like, this feels less special because we're just like kind of recycling it a bit. So nipped it in the bud and said like, yeah, that's, that's it for that. But definitely played into the whole like self-reflection and rediscovering where we came from and that sort of stuff. And yeah, a nice reminder when we needed it. And I think that's kind of been the theme of this whole record really has been like simplifying, getting, getting back in touch with who we are as a band and, and what we're about. And yeah, they definitely help for sure. Yeah, I think reminder's the perfect word there, especially as a lyricist and just kind of seeing how far you have come because you know, you've always liked to incorporate like little hidden jokes or politic lyrics or references in songs in between reflecting on life and just things that's gone on to you. So yeah, it must be weird when those things happen and just kind of take yourself back and then think like, on the one side being like, oh God, what? <laughs> did I think this was funny or this is funny? Mm-hmm. And then also just being like, Oh, I'm glad that I've changed things up a little bit and seeing where you yeah. are now. Yeah, of all, like I'm still really proud of those old songs, especially like there's still some great lyrics in there that I'm like, damn, 18 year old me was was going through some <laughs> shit and that's cool. But um, yeah, it it was definitely needed, definitely a needed reminder because I think it reminded us what we loved about the band when it started and what fans loved about the band and like when you're in that moment on stage and you're not really thinking about. Oh, like it's like not really being able to think straight, but kind of thinking about everything all at once. And you just get little snapshots of like, yeah, this is what it's about, man. This is so sick. And like you, you know, see some kid flying over the barrier and you're like, you know, that you saw at a show 10 years ago and you're like, fuck yes, this is, this is special. This thing between me and you is more than just like, Hey, you're having a good time at the show. It's like, fuck yeah, man. We've like grown up together in a lot of ways. And like, you can tell how much the music means to them. And, and it is, it is a kick up the ass. It is like a, a, a wake up call of like, this is real. Like this isn't some game that you're playing that you're just trying to sustain yourself or you're trying to be the coolest, uh, the coolest band or whatever. Like what you, what we have is so insanely special. Uh, a lot of that sounds to the fans as well. Like again, it sounds cliche, but we specifically with neck deep, I think we have like a really, really dedicated fan base. And, um, can't take that shit for granted, man. Yeah. yeah. I think that happens with a lot of bands. Like, I think a lot of bands, you get so kind of insular and you 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 focus on it being a business so much that, and it being your work that you forget how, how amazing. It's like when the Blackout came back um, last year and we did Download Festival. Like, we were like, is anyone, number one, our tent is fucking closer to Slam Dunk than it is in Downloads, <laughs> right? Yeah. We were the furthest tent away, right? I wouldn't walk over yet to see us. And I'm, I'm fucking desperate to see us. I'm desperate to play the gig myself. So for me to, yeah, when I was looking out and when I was on the barrier, li- literally every three people, I knew someone from the gigs from before. So I was just like, oh yeah, these people fucking love this as much as I do. This <laughs> yeah, is nuts. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I completely get it. And like, yeah, it's a lot of bands kind of become blasé to that i guess or just you just forget because it's so much work yeah. and it's so intense and the label wants this or like you've got to finish yeah. it by this and then it's it's all this so we need to be fucking constantly moving and selling and fucking doing stuff the people forget like those moments with those fans in up close shows are, f- are, are unbelievable and yeah like you said it just reminded me of like why i started it and what i always wanted from a band yeah 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 everything else is glute man everything in it like Truly, you know, we started the band to say, let's write good tunes. And if we can, let's play some shows. And, you know, 12 years later, 
that is still the the most important thing. And and to be fair, we've had a we had a we we had a stint when we were on like quite a major management uh, thing, and they were great for us. But it was a bit of a uh, it was like more in the pop world, and it was just one of them where it was like great relationship, but just like ah, it's, it's different worlds. We need to again be more true to ourselves. Go go and you know go go kill it in the alternative world and make that you know go go back home there you know but one of the wisest things that was said is like and that's exactly what he said and the the only two things that matter well his wasn't the music and, and the fans his was is the artist and the fans and everything in the middle of that is gloop it's stuff that can be chopped changed moved around you don't have to but the two core things of it fans and and the artist and that that's really where the magic is and that's where like the, the most successful bands tend to just write really good songs, be really good live and just focus on being a band. And there's not too much of the bullshit around them. So yeah, I think again, it's just simplifying. So you're going to step back and being like, like you said, you get caught up in God labels and this and that you get caught up in playing the game. And um, maybe that's something that I think we maybe during the pandemic, post pandemic kind of realized like, let's stop worrying about that shit so much. Cause it's just, it, it does, it, it takes away from what's ultimately so special about doing what we do. So yeah, definitely a, a nice wake up call. It's just nice to see that you guys have that attitude and look towards everything. But as we start to wind down on this conversation a little bit, uh, there's a f- few things I wanted to get in today. Um, and obviously you're, you're very busy with all this new music. But um, I'm sure that you're also busy trying to plan a wedding in the background somewhere as well. Ooh, um, yeah. uh, uh, first, congratulations on the engagement. Congratulations. Um, and Thank second, um, yeah, what's that like when you're trying to fit it in, I guess, in around touring and other schedules and life as a musician? Yeah, it's, it's tough right? in terms of... I, I say it's tough. I, I am totally just complaining for the sake of complaining the sake because it's my <laughs> missus that's doing everything my missus yeah. is right, okay. like really doing all the hard work i'm kind of there just like yes no or you know throwing my empire around but it's tough you know like we'd love to go on honeymoon straight after but i think we've only got like a, a couple weeks before i'm back out on tour and so that's that kind of sucks but um it is what it is you know it's been been together for 10 years now and it's about time and i, and I think that's the thing that you know, even though I've got an album this year and our biggest headline show and stuff, the wedding is like the most important thing, or at least just getting married, you know, and, and having that day where uh, people can, can, uh, can celebrate me, me and Neve's relationship. Cause Neve has been there since the start of Neck Deep. So she's, you know, good friends with everyone, you know, it's me and Neve have been a, a, a a team for a long time and so i think as much as it's a celebration for us it's almost a celebration for kind of everyone to to get together and, and enjoy that um so yeah it's it's i'm stoked man it's uh planning a wedding is stressful as fuck it's annoying like more so with like family dynamics kind of is a tough oh, one yeah because <laughs> i'm like <laughs> you know it's it's i've, I've got a re- pretty big family and like all my family that's local like my immediate family are all super close and obviously that's the thing but and then it's like when you get to like aunties and uncles and stuff you haven't seen in a long time it's like i love you but i also love my best friend who i see all the time and it's yeah. like it's weird to pit up like family against friends and and like 
you know, who's coming and who's not and who's, who's coming to the ceremony, but then who's, because being invited to just the evening do, people see as like some yeah. sort of fucking slight towards it. It's like, no, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's just the way it is. People would rather not be invited at all <laughs> sometimes than just come to the night. It's like, yeah, yeah, but we can't afford, like we've got, it's all done. Yeah. Oh, well, no, no. If I can't come to that, like what the, just for me, that's the best bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Getting pissed and dancing with people's nuns. It's annoying as well because, you know, you, you then talk to these aunties and uncles or whatever, all these, all, these, all these family members, and they're just like, you know what? Honestly, don't worry. Don't worry. We're, we're happy to do whatever. It's like, sound. I'm glad I argued with my mum for a week about this. And then you've just turned around and been like, you know what? It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's like, fucking, if you would have said that a couple of months ago, it would have been uh, a lot less of a headache. But yeah, it's, it's one of them. I blame myself as well for having too many friends and too many people that, you know, I care about. I'm really. too bloody nice. Yeah. <laughs> My own fault. Yeah, I'm too bloody nice. In a way, too friendly. Like, I wish, I wish I didn't have so many fucking friends when it came to planning a wedding. Cause it's like, fucking hell, it's, you know, so, so many people. Um, but it is what it is. And we both said, oh, small wedding. We'll do a small wedding. Oh, oh to be fair, Neve was saying for ages, I just want to go, me and you, a couple friends, family, go get married and do it chill. And I was like, Nah, nah, I, I, I want so-and-so there and so-and-so there. Like, I couldn't get married without that. And then before you know it, it's like 100 people at the wedding. It's like, oh, God, the food costs how much? Oh, it's fucking mental. What, what you should do for the friends you're not uh, sure about, just get them all to do like a Royal Rumble type match. All throw each oh. other over the top. And then the last so many you can afford to invite get to go to the wedding. Deathmatch. Yeah, that would be sick, good. actually. Yeah, that would be sick. Fight for my love. Fight <laughs> yeah. for my affection. <laughs> nah, it's, uh, nah, I'll just take the hit. It's one day, isn't it? So, whatever. Get get everyone down. I'm sure everyone really just wants to be there to, to see each other and hang out and have a good time. Like I said, it, as much as it's about me and you getting married, it's about having all the people that we care about the most being, being together and uh, being part of it. So, yeah, I'm stoked. Well, whatever you do... Don't announce the date because we've now known the mainstream media will make Green Day play a gig on that day. Kanye <laughs> <laughs> turns up. And I'm a literally... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let you finish. But, <laughs> but I nearly had one of the... Wedding of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly had the greatest wedding of all time. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's not fucking lasting, of it, Kanye? So get out! <laughs> you bastard. Uh, as we uh, brought up wrestling, I did want to mention one thing. I mean, we've talked with you guys in the past about how you guys have always had like a, a love for that. Um, but one of our, was well, someone we've become very good friends with, fellow Welsh WWE superstar Tegan Knox is a huge neck deep fan. And she was telling us before on the podcast that her entrance music, she um, had to quote someone for them to kind of make something based off. And she said yeah. neck deep and her dream is to have you guys do a song for her as entrance music, right? Ooh. So, how do we make this happen? Like, how there's got to be there's got to be something where you can write a song, or even use one of get the licensing for one of yours to be made available to WWE. I mean, how, come on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It immediately reminded me of even though they didn't write the song for Triple H, but uh, Motorhead 
uh obviously I had ace of spades. was it ace of spades i think was that was his was that his entrance or was it no, yeah, or maybe the they... game the game and oh, time the game. to play the game and i can play it yeah no so they did yeah we could be like we could be like motorhead yeah if 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 we can make a very very loose and uh sort of tedious connection to being anything like motorhead apart from being <laughs> apart from being welsh or a bit welsh because uh yeah then uh yeah sick we'll do it definitely as long as we get to play it and she rides in on a big ass chopper uh, <laughs> yeah we're good but no definitely fuck yeah tell us tell us, you know if you if you're in contact with her let's go let's go yeah. uh, Let's some wrestling yeah. intro music. Fuck yeah. We will DM Oof. her right after. If, oh, if we're the reason you two get together and write a song, that's the best thing this podcast has ever done. So I'll take oh, that. I'll take that 100%. Yeah, West is West's going to freak out. West is, uh, <laughs> yeah, West is the big wrestling guy, so I'm sure. Yeah, just if you ever play her entrance music at WrestleMania, just invite us, please. That's all we are. That's all we are. Yeah, we'd like <laughs> to be there. That's why we're doing it. That's why we're doing it. Get us, get us to WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, on the on the other flip side of that, right? I'm gonna make a bold statement, but I think this is. I don't think anyone can oh, argue that Neck What's Deep this? is the biggest musical outlet out of Wrexham, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We yeah, okay. Yeah. So we're gonna sort WWE. Yeah. How do we get the Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney, Neck Deep, Wrexham FC collaboration any- as well? Because going up, surely there's been surely, some... Surely, um, There's a little bit of a connection with the club. Like, not... I think only through, like, social media and stuff like that. And um, Wrexham Lager is a big fan, and they, they've sorted us out in the past. But um, I think it'll happen eventually, but we don't want to sweat it. I don't want to be, like, a plastic fan and be like, ooh, you know, now, now that we're doing well, you know, um, I don't want to sing when we're winning, so... Yeah, try not to rinse it too much, just playing it cool and wait and see what happens. But yeah, it's got to happen at some point. True, surely. On, like, yeah. You know. Um, oh, you'll be best friends with Ryan Reynolds in no time now. Oh, mate, get Deadpool at the wedding. Get Deadpool to come to the wedding. <laughs> Forget all the friends, just get Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, just get him to invest in Neck Deep as well. We'll just be like, there's so much potential for growth, man, honestly. You know, we could. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, be a great documentary, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, nah, it, it'll happen. I, I think the big goal for us, truly, I think one of the coolest, uh, truly like a bucket list thing, maybe like a, a goal for the band. Like we've talked about it kind of loosely slash jokingly, but not really joking. Um, I would love, instead of playing Wembley, playing Wembley Arena, I'd love to play the race course in Wrexham because they have done games oh. there and it's, and it's about the same size if not a smidge bigger. I think that would be so much cooler to be like, yeah, Surely. we sold out the race yeah. course instead of doing Wembley. That would be, that would be banging. So maybe it'll come around about then. Who knows? Do uh, when Wrexham was young? When, <laughs> when God, Wrexham be, were young? When Wrexham was young, it would have been Chabs versus, so we're bringing back Chabs versus Goths fights. <laughs> that's not bad actually yeah. Ch- Chabs versus Goth fight uh, that's 110 bus station yeah Royal Rumble in the bus station <laughs> um, spitballing uh, people with McDonald's uh, straws but which actually if you you know millions the sweets oh, you put them in a straw stinger. that's that's, that's where the little yeah that's where that's where me and my fucking dickhead mates uh, evolved to 
Um, and then, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think we could build a, a festival out of the nostalgia days of Wrexham for sure, and it would be the scummiest festival of all time. But it would be a right laugh. It would be a good time. A lot of pub bands. A lot of pub bands. <laughs> a, lot of like, yeah. a lot of like laddie, like I want to be Oasis, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah look, look, um, at least f- five renditions of Dakota by Stereophonics that day. Yes, bands as well, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Well, one of, one of the only bands that has played in the race course was Stereophonics. So. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. wow. That makes sense, then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, full circle. It all comes full circle. But <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, I, I want all of this to happen, not to put any pressure on you, because, you know, you're busy, but I want all this to happen now. So WWE, Wrexham, all this connection needs to, needs to, needs to happen. Well, if they do a WWE event <laughs> after race course, neck deep play Tegan Knox's theme, it's all one giant gig. And then the fucking UFOs come yeah. down that day. Oh, oh, perfect. What a day. What a day. That would be that would be a great day, and I'm and I'm thinking instead of calling it when we were young, I'm going to call it when we were scum. Oh, oh, nice! When we were scum. Nice, yeah, lovely. Oh, yeah. We're, we're cooking on gas. Yeah. yeah, we're cooking on gas. Yeah, this is fucking brilliant. Uh, <laughs> ben, honestly, thank you so much for taking the time. As always, I mean, it's always a great laugh and just nice to to catch up with these things. Um, before you go, if there's anything else you'd like to mention or let people know about the album, please go ahead. Um, Ali Pally is the big one. Ali Pally is just the, that's, that's the one I've got my eyes set on. Um, you know, these days the, the playing the shows tends to be the kind of the bread and butter of bands. So if we can do that, that's been in the sites for a long, long time. So if we can sell that out, I'll be, that'll be the mark of a successful record for me. I think if we can do that one, do that one justice. So if you haven't already get your tickets for Ali Pally on the ooh, 25th of March, I want to say. 28th of March. 28th, 28th of March. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice mug. I, de- I deal in words, not numbers. I, any hey. form of number, I'm like, fucking no, thank you. My brain just melts. I'm a so, singer yeah. and not a calendar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even even as simple as counting the, 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 the days on a calendar. I d- yeah. I don't know why I had to do that super South Welsh as well. Uh, I'm a singer, not a calendar, but... <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Let me sort this fucking little weasel out. Oi, shut up. <laughs> shut up, you little weasel. Oh, leave, oh, Come on. leave Morgan alone. He's only asking questions. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, weasel. That's his new nickname. The, yeah, we got the weasel and the pig. He's <laughs> a weasel. Oh. Yeah, he is, man. He is a little weasel. Right, cool. He should have. Right. <laughs> Well, perfect timing, really, I think. Well, um, it was a great ending, to be fair. So there we, <laughs> there we are. No, ben, honestly, thanks again. Uh, very excited for this album. Excited for Ali Pali. And yeah, just uh, keep it up and keep flying that flag. Like, yeah, thank you very much, man. Thanks for having us again. Appreciate it. Always a good time. Well, uh, I'll see you maybe, I don't know. I'm guessing you'll be be on the festivals this year. Or, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see you. Well, we try sure. our best to come to Ali Pali. Oh, fuck yeah. All right, sick. If you're going to come down yeah. to that, then yeah, I'll definitely Yeah, why not? Why not? Fuck yeah. Nice Tidy, well, thank you very much. Always great. Appreciate you very much. Send our love to the boys. Thank you. Will do. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Yes! I love me some Ben Barlow. What a lovely, lovely chap. What a great family. I love his brother Seb as well. Fantastic. I love seeing him doing so well. Congratulations. Yeah, it's just the, the fact that the, all the energy around the band is just having fun and just a good laugh in between writing music that is serious, that is emotional, and again, just not so serious at times as well. They're like the perfect modern day blink in their own way, and it's just ace that they're kind of killing it in the States, especially they're going to be out on tour pretty much for, for a month over there, and then coming back to the UK to do Alexandra Palace. Um, of all places, when I'm sure that's going to be a, a giant party. Um, go and pick up this new record, self-titled Neck Deep. It's one you definitely need to hear in 2024, and it's out today. So a nice little celebration that we can do this on release day as well and just uh, get the insight into everything. I do love UFOs, mind. I do love a UFO. <laughs> there was a bit where you two were going on about that, and I'm just there like, I have, I'm lost. I have no oh, idea. I je- I genuinely thought about derailing the podcast and just being like, should I just have a chat with Ben about what's going on in the UFO world and community? I was like, I could, I could take up a good two hours of this. And then the problem is we got this power now, this power situation with my current laptop where it eats power at an incredible rate oh, when yeah. I'm recording. So there was that worry. But yes, oh, great chat that, again with Ben. Is that a UFO force interacting with your... Technology, no, it's, a, gov- you know it's a government. Much. It's a government. Ah, okay. The government know I know too much. They know, so they yeah, send in them. a surge <laughs> down the power line to my <laughs> laptop, which uh, my laptop battery is now dying. Don't get me wrong. I've had it four years. But come on, innit? Don't, don't break down, I guess. There must be a new one out because uh, it's doing that thing <laughs> where when new computers come out, this one started going slow and the battery's like uh, dying. So yeah, hey. If you'd like me to have a fastic boot, check out patreon.com for what that's happening. Because I need one! And I'm also looking to get an house this year, which would be nice. But hey, yeah, no more begging for me. But yes, this was a lovely chat with Ben Barlow. I like him very much. And I look forward to Neck Deep 4. Neck Depth. Neck Depth. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what we call well, it. Yeah, yeah, God knows, we've done so many times with them. But speaking of our Patreon, if you head over there, not only do you get involved in this community we always go on about, right, but you do get exclusive news about whatever we're doing first. And let me just tell you this, right? Um, next week, we have an announcement that might be one of the maddest fucking things we've ever been able to do. Um, and I'm very ecstatic about letting everyone know uh, what we're going to be fucking doing and can talk about. So if you're wondering, Morgan, what the fuck are you on about? Patreon.com forward slash happening. You'll find yes. out there first before we announce it next week. Yes, we've done several sort of like preemptive announcements on the Sapnin group. Um, I announced the blackout dates early on there. Uh, support. Um, recently, uh, the blackout merch went up there first before we started advertising online so they could have a look. Yeah, so if you're interested in anything like I'm interested in anything, me or Morgan, patreon.com forward slash happening. Um, but right now, I have to give a massive thank you to the elite members of our podcast. Check out the description of this podcast and you see loads and loads and loads of names who are already part of the Patreon and we love those people very much. But I have to say a massive thank you to the following. Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi, Janelle Caston, Paul Hirschfield, Tony Michael, Scarlett Charlton, Dilly Califragilistic XB Alla Grimwood, Nathan Crawshaw, Mitch Perry, Kelly Irwin, Molly Malloy, James Bowerbank, Amy Louise, Kat Besant, Alexandra Pemberton, Jonathan Gutierrez, Jenny Robertson, Amy Dawson, Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, Stuart McNaught, Ellen Southfield, Caroline Robertson, Stephen Aston, Kate Paddock, Jenny Munster, Louis Cook, Carl Pendlebury, James McNaught, Jason Aredia, Martina McManus, John and Emma, Danny Eaton, Sean Fines, M. Evans Roberts, Evan, Ollie Amesbury, Emily Perry, Adam King of the Goss Parslow, Kalila Keane, Josh, did you hear about the... G- what does that say? Wait a minute. I've got to click his name to see the full thing. He's put it all in one. Josh, did you hear about the guy with the misspelled tattoo? He says he has no regrets. Crisp. That is terrible and taken from an actual tattoo. Thank you very much, Vicky. Kyle Bounty Chocolate Fan David Smith. I'm also a Bounty Fan myself. And last but not least, least Connor Lewins and family. Please, 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 if you've ever considered joining them, now is the time to do it. My car broke down this morning and will not start. Uh. Um, so along with a dying battery of a laptop, all the batteries in my life. <laughs> do you know what? I've just sussed out all oh, the batteries no. in my life, including my social, mental, yeah. my actual battery. Yeah. My, yeah. All my batteries are failing. Mm, that's, ah, uh, you that's need a good charge. You need a good charge. I'd love to. I'd love to, but there's no fucking possible time uh, to. Uh, yeah! Yay! What a fucking terrible end. <laughs> um, but yeah, check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin, uh, x.com forward slash sapnin, instagram.com forward slash sapnin pod. Oh, the first one, the other one was Sapnin Pod as well. <laughs> just Sapnin Pod on socials. Look, I've just reminded myself how my life is. Um, Let's move on. Thank you for listening. We love you all very, very much. Very <laughs> special announcement next week. And until then, keep party rocking. Oh, I thought it was going to be more now. Now say Sapnin! Sapnin! <laughs> <laughs> I do all my own vocals.
You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.